There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Hey, girl, hey. Hey, girl, hey. Welcome to the 8 o'clock hour, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. And streaming on our brand new app, My Talk, uh, just search for My Talk 1071. It's free. Take it wherever you want to go. The interface is very easy to use. I hated the other app. It was a, just a crap piece of toast. It was awful. This <laughs> app is astounding. Yes. It's, it's so easy to use. So if I haven't told you, I hated the old app. It was not good. Yeah. <laughs> How do you anyway, really feel, Jason? <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> hated app. it. You can also get yeah. points for listening, too, and win some really cool prizes. Yeah, that's right. Let's get right to it. Uh, we have a fun 8 o'clock hour, uh, the Dirt Alert. We have uh, Read Your Sticks. I'm going to tell you about a great documentary that I'm naming an Ab Fab. But first, we have a very special guest, as you guys know, or maybe you've uh, been gone the last few days. Once again, we're very proud to work at my talk because uh, part of our uh, mantra, part of our uh, mission is to entertain and also give back. And all of you, not us, all of you raised a lot of money for uh, the Florida Diaper Bank to provide relief uh, to the folks in Florida dealing with the aftermath of Hurricane Michael. And on the phone with us right now is Gabby from the Miami Diaper Bank. Good morning, Gabby. Good morning. Thank you so much for having us this morning. We are so so grateful for all your listeners and you guys, everything you've done for us here in Florida. We couldn't be more thankful. Oh, uh, Gabby, you're very sweet. We always ask this, you know, when we have special guests on when we do this, because our, our station, our managers really believe they, they it's more than lip service. Uh, we, we really do try to help and we can, even if it's not even in our state. You're still our neighbors. You're still our family. What is this for the listeners that donated, Gabby? What are these dollars do on the ground? I mean, we're seeing the images on the ground, Gabby. How does this money help? Yeah, so we actually committed 100% of every single donation that you guys have collected. I believe uh, so far has been about a little bit over $15,000, which would get us about 100,000 diapers for babies in need. So we're making sure that all the babies are taken care of, they're staying clean, dry, and healthy, and we give the parents a peace of mind while they're trying to rebuild their home. So uh, we are hoping to be able to donate approximately 100,000 diapers, hopefully even more um, and within the relief and the recovery process, which we know firsthand after Hurricane Irma, it's going to take a while. Oh, right. Absolutely. And the, yes. the aftermath of the of Hurricane Michael, uh, this uh, the check the, the donations from listeners and sponsors. Uh, this kind of jump started your help with the panhandle. Is that right? 
It, yeah, that's correct. Thanks to you guys, we have been able to expand our help. And um, since our main focus of uh, area of service is South Florida, but with your help, we've been able to expand to the panhandle and make sure that our neighbors, like you guys said, um, and friends are staying well equipped up there. We have about three or four organizations that are driving down here who we already partner with. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have all the trust and faith in facing them. They're driving up to the panhandle starting Friday and Saturday. We're making sure that there's tons of diapers for the babies up north. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. So, Gabby, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead, Donna. No, no, please go. Uh, so, Gabby, um, so you weren't. Normally, because people asked us, you know, Miami wasn't the direct area that was hit. Normally, you wouldn't be in that area. And this was a surprise to you when you had our our boss call you saying we have we want to partner with you. So you've sort of expanded your reach. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So we actually serve six counties south of Palm Beach County. But Mm -hmm. because you guys are so amazing and so generous, we have been able to earmark these funds for 100% of them going to either Panama City, Mexico Beach, all those counties affected in the panhandle. Um, so we're we're driving up there with our our partner agencies like FarmShare and the Boys and Girls Club of Miami Dade. We're all going up north to make sure that we deliver these diapers to the families who ha- don't have access to them or they don't have a corner store nearby because you know everything is destruction up yes. there. Unfortunately, Hurricane Michael was a really big. Um, hurricane, it was actually, uh, it's looking like it's going to be worse than Andrews back in 92. Oh. So we're so, so thankful that you guys gave us this opportunity to make sure that we can help our neighbors in the panhandle. Mm, Gabby is our special guest from the Miami Diaper Bank. Before we let you go, Gabby, I wanted to ask, you know, whether fairly or unfairly, uh, the headlines tell us that we are very divided and we're polarized and we don't care about our neighbors. But I think you would agree uh, something like this really shows you and you would know better than most uh, right now in this present time in a moment like this you really do see the best of humanity coming out to help your neighbor do you not yes we really do we love to see how doesn't matter where you're from nope. who you voted for it does not matter we can come together as one to make sure that all the babies are staying clean, dry, and healthy, which is our future, you know? So it's really great to just see everyone just come together. Absolutely. Gabby, thank you for your time. We know you're busy, so this meant a lot. And we're going to continue to work hard for you. And and thanks to our listeners once again. Gabby, thank you. Mm. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. You too. too. Bye, Gabby. Bye. Gabby from the Miami Diaper Bank. And again, thanks to all of you that donated on Thursday, Friday, or, or yeah, I think it was Thursday, Friday, and mm-hmm. uh, helped to raise all that money. Um, $15,782. Which translated wow. into, what, 150,000 diapers? 105,000 diapers. 105? Yep. That's fantastic. Wow, guys. So, we're so impressed, because we just asked you, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of times, you know, we just yeah. did a diaper drive, uh, in, not expecting the storm to be as big as it was. We just did Project Down and Dirty, where we asked you... Uh, for to help our partners with that, so you know, yeah, to continue to rise up and do that, you guys are just amazing. Yes, yeah, we've asked. Bottom line, we've asked a lot lately, and you've mm-hmm. come through, and yes. we appreciate it. We 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 know we hate asking, uh, but as I said at the beginning of the conversation, part of the mission of our of our station in particular 
is, yes, we want to entertain, but another pillar of our mission statement is to give back because we've been very, very blessed with great listeners, great ratings, great reception. So it's our responsibility to give back as well. So thanks, guys. Yeah, I I think about diapers in a very different way now since our diaper drives. You know, you think instantly, you know, after um, these natural disasters, there's going to be food and shelter, water's all needed. But diapers are right up there. It's a day-to-day necessity that I guess I just didn't think about uh, that would be, it's a dignity thing. It's uh, to have the yeah babies healthy and fresh like she yeah. was saying um so that's right up there with food and water yeah i like the it's a dignity item something that you don't think of but it's like hello think mm-hmm. of the day to think of the day to day and these people i mean they sometimes they're told to go to shelters but they're they can't get to shelters their their cars are destroyed they have there's no infrastructure yeah. so they're dealing with just not day by day it's minute to minute yeah, and they've I mean, lost everything. If they've had they've to flee their home, every, yes. the last thing you're thinking, you just want to make sure everyone's alive and well and, and out the door. You're not yeah. thinking, oh, did I bring diapers for the next you know month? No. No, no way. Yeah. No. So yeah. thanks, and guys. babies, when they need their diaper change, they will let you know. They <laughs> don't mm-hmm. like it, and they just keep crying until you do it, pretty much. So, <sighs> yeah. stressful. Speaking of, speaking of diapers, I could surely use one today, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> oh, you know. no. Yeah, I'm just saying. I just, we needed a good transition, and I thought I would make fun of myself. So there we go. Yeah. Hashtag just saying. No. Uh, no, but I do have a good transition. So uh, that it was, you know, understandably a little sad. So I have an ab fab to pick us all up. Here we go. Absolutely fabulous. It's a good, it's a documentary. I think you all will love. If you listen to my talk, you are a lover of entertainment. You're a lover of pop culture. This documentary celebrates the game show. Which, if you think about it, in this in this documentary called Game Changers, Game Changers, reminded me of of how what a big slice of Americana game shows are. Yes, there are game shows in every country, uh, in many cultures, but it the, the the game show is a very American thing, especially uh, via radio where it started, and then the transition to television. It's a, it's an American product, and this 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 documentary celebrates every era from the the, the golden era. Probably the seventies, folks would consider the golden era. There were I forgot the hours of programming devoted to game shows that lasted until the mid eighties, and then there was kind of a a drought in the nineties, and then it came back. TV is cyclical. I say that all the time. It came back in 2000 with Regis and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire, and now we're in a really good spot. We have a good, we have a good, you know, good middle. We have a good mix. We have Let's Make a Deal on CBS and Price Is Right, and and, in some syndicated. We have a syndicated Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. Well, I I pulled one little clip for you that I thought you would find fascinating, especially if you did grow up in the 70s and 80s. Family Feud is one of the shows that they talk about the oh, many in, the many incarnations the many incarnations of Family Food Feud and you're going to love this. In this clip, you're going to hear a, a gentleman whose last name will be very familiar to a lot of you, Dawson. He is the son of Richard Dawson, mm. who is presently the executive producer of the current iteration of Family Feud with Steve Harvey. And here he is, I found this so interesting, talking about how his dad got the job and talking about how his controversial kissing of the women contestants happened. Because, you know, people now look at it and go, oh, that Ugh, was gross. And he kissed all the women. <laughs> well, well, listen to this. L- listen to this. 
looking for some regular celebrities to be panelists on that show. So my dad got the job along with... They're talking about Match Game. Charles Nelson Riley, And the show was a big hit. And he really wanted to host a show. So he negotiated with Mark Goodson that the next show that came up, they were going to try him out as a host. He was reading the trades one day, and he saw that there was going to be a new pilot that Goodson Todman was doing, and it was called Family Feud. And they had tapped William Shatner to be the host. (laughs) So my dad's manager, Leonard Granger, went to see Mark Goodson, and he said... If you don't give my client a shot at this show, I'm going to instruct him during the tapings of Match Game to not be funny, to not say a word (laughs) except hold up his answer. That's it. Mark Goodson said, you wouldn't do that. And Leonard said, watch me. Well, later that day, they got a phone call. My dad went in. He did the audition. Rest was history. Richard Dawson was one of the funniest men alive. Very inventive, very creative, and a, a true wit. During what months of pregnancy does a woman begin to look pregnant? September. <laughs> <laughs> so, it, <laughs> so you know, here's this. Here, here's the story of uh, here's the story of the uh, the kissing here. Yeah. That's not on the pods. Oh, yeah. That's for a little bit. There we go. Microwave ovens. I really cared about the contestants. And that's really how the whole kissing thing started. It began because there was this a woman, his wife. an older woman, very nervous. And Richard relaxed her by giving her a kiss. After she got a kiss, all the other women contestants that day wanted a kiss too. And so it kind of snowballed and became this thing. The network came to my dad and they said, you've got to stop the kissing. And so my dad went out on the air and he said, I will stop it, but only if the viewers tell me to stop it. They got thousands and thousands of cards, overwhelmingly 95%. Yes, keep the kissing. And then they kept it. So. Wow. I thought, that, yeah, interesting. So, Family Feud, uh, the, uh, the documentary is called Game Changers. You can stream it on Amazon Prime and rent it on Apple TV. Mm-hmm. When we when we come back, everybody, Elizabeth Reese and the Dirt Alert. Um. This is a My Talk Dirt Alert. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk window seven one. Time to get caught up with the big talkers of the day and the dirt alert with Elizabeth Reese. Hello, Elizabeth. Hello, friends. Yes, Meghan Markle and Prince Harry are, of course, in the news again today. Just after announcing that they are, in fact, expecting their first baby, and they were thrilling thousands of fans. They were outside the Sydney Opera House during their first meeting with the general public since the pregnancy was announced. In case you were wondering, Harry and Meghan spent longer than the 20 minutes that were allocated in their schedule to speak to and shake hands with lots of well-wishers. Well-wishers, you mean commoners. Commoners. Commoners Commoners slash (laughs) well-wishers. Right. The peasants. That's exactly what they are. They came in from the fields to greet the royals and thank them for their very existence. Uh, Harry and Meghan are on a 16-day tour of Australia, Fiji, Tonga, and New Zealand. 
and uh, their schedule will not be altered even though Megan is pregnant. So that's a good sign. She must be feeling good mm-hmm. or she's just faking it. And then as soon as she gets in the car, taking a deep breath and trying not to look green the whole time. Yeah. Some of us have been there, you know, that's, mm-hmm. that's how it goes. And the pregnancy, yep. uh, just like here, has made front page news all across Australia. So, oh, so exciting. I know. I know some people, ah, it's the Royals. Like, look, I'm not overly fascinated with the Royals, but in this era, and it's not just this era, but when you turn on the news the last, I don't know, 30 years, it's, it's a, ah, there's a fire. Oh, there's a dragon. <laughs> yeah. It's, a, you know what I mean? It's, it's, a, hey, let's take a moment and just celebrate a baby. I think there's so. nothing it's wrong with that. Well, you know it's, what I mean? awesome. it's, good, it's good news. I get, like, you can think that the whole royal institution is archaic and all of that, but if you are a person who's interested in history, then you're interested in it because, it's just when you look back at the royal family and the traditions and all of that, it is a fascinating history. And speaking of looking back at the history, Meghan Markle was wearing these beautiful little butterfly earrings. Ooh. And those earrings were previously worn by Princess Diana during yes. a trip to Canada yes. in Aww. May of 1986, a year after she gave birth to Harry. Oh, it's so sweet. They really are gorgeous. Well, that's a nice little gesture. I like well, that. Well, I know. And then just the perk of being able to be like, we're going to this. Let me just go into the vault and start to pick <gasps> yes. jewels to wear. I mean, come on. You have a black soul if you don't think that's fun. That oh, is fun. So fun. Right? Oh, yes. Elizabeth, stop sitting here oh. and acting like you don't have a vault. Let's just not. <laughs> come on. What's the R today? My <laughs> vault of Claire's earrings is so big. <laughs> mm-hmm. You wouldn't even believe believe it. Yeah, I mean, they might too. they turn your skin green, but boy, <laughs> do they look good. Uh-huh. Yep. Uh, and speaking of the jewels in the Ariana Grande Pete Davidson split, oh. uh, what's going to happen to that $100,000 engagement ring that Pete bought that we all said was a mistake? Mm-hmm. It's a 3.03 carat diamond set in platinum. It was one of a kind made specifically for Ariana Grande. It took weeks to complete, which meant that Pete started work on it the day after they started dating. <laughs> Um, there's yeah. no struggle Truly. over who's going to keep it. She gave it right back. She was quick to fork it over. Um, but oh, here's yeah. everyone else is wondering about the pig. The pig. Yes. They bought a pig. They did a, a good thing here. Ariana did a good thing. Um, she bought the pig. It was really hers from the get go. So small. she is keeping the pig. Okay. Guys. I used to um, pig sit for a pig named Parma. Oh. I had a friend who was a, she was the weekend morning anchor in Green Bay and she had a, a pot-bellied pig oh, in her townhouse cute. and I would pig sit. Yeah. Parma the pig, I like that. Parma oh. would eat anything. I mean, she was like, she was a pig. She would eat anything. So, well, she's Ooh, a pig even bacon? No, what well, I, bacon? I bet yes. she would, but she we would never oh, give Alexis. that to her. Oh, good. Yeah. That would be good so rude. Lord. You know, we're always trying. (laughs) Yeah, she did. We're always trying to um, get into the Nicole Kidman, Tom Cruise relationship. You know, there's just so much mystery. And so any little snippet of information we get, I think we're so fascinated with. And Nicole Kidman uh, did an interview. um, She or she wrote an essay for New York Magazine's upcoming women and power issue. And here's what she wrote. She said, being married to Tom Cruise at 22 is something I'm always reluctant to talk about because I'm married now to the man who is my great love. And it almost feels disrespectful. Of course, she's married to country singer Keith Urban. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, Nicole Kidman goes on and says, that said, I got married very young, but it definitely wasn't power for me. It was protection. 
She says, I'm married for love, but being married to an extremely powerful man, talking about Tom Cruise, kept me from being sexually harassed. I would work, but I was still very much cocooned. So when I came out of the marriage at 32, 33, it was almost like I had to grow up. Wow. Wow. I think that's interesting. This article is fascinating because she also says that she has some Me Too situations, uh, but she didn't want to expose anyone in the article. Yeah. Um, But she's just open and open about what happened in that relationship, which is surprising. I think at this point, too, I mean, she's 51 years old. Yeah. She and Keith Urban have been together for a long time. They've gone through their struggles. You know, he went to rehab like right after they got married. Yeah. Um, And they've worked through a lot together. And I think, um, you know, she's hopefully coming to a place where she feels a little bit better about speaking out. Elizabeth, uh, let me quickly tell everyone, 651-641-1071. Call now if you want your stick read by Alexis, 651-641-1071. But before we go, shame on you, Elizabeth Reese. (laughs) Know your audience. It's Angela Lansbury's 93rd birthday, a very special day for Alexis. And it didn't make the cut for the dirt alert. Mine either. I'm flabbergasted, Elizabeth. I'm flabbergasted. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be back. Happy birthday, my queen. And now, a hilarious Halloween dad joke by Alexis. What do birds give out on Halloween night? Tweets. (laughs) This is Ben. A hilarious Halloween dad joke by Alexis. Oh, that's a good one. Every day, Don, we try, don't we? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, like one out of four are good. <laughs> is it really? That's what the dentists really say, the... too. Oh, it's nine out of ten, yeah. Yeah. Is it? Is that really the... That's really how that's really how good they are, Don. That's, I don't know. I'm trying to be nice. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Uh huh. Yeah. Gotta love dads and their jokes. Come on now, guys. Yeah, if you're right, you gotta love it. It is uh, 8:33. Jason and Alexis in the morning on my talk 107.1 and streaming all around all over the world <laughs> yep. on our brand new app. Yep, just what he said. Uh, just search for my talk 107.1. Wherever apps are sold. Then I read your stick. Time once again for Jason and Alexis, well, mostly Alexis, to read your stick. Can I read your stick? You can read it if you like. Oh, then she would like to. Got a hundred sticks here. How many? A hundred. hundred. Many years ago. In a faraway land called Burnsville, Mm. a young warrior (laughs) named Alexis stumbled upon an ancient temple (laughs) that was really a strip mall. (laughs) And inside that temple slash store, on a dusty shelf, (laughs) she found a box of sticks Mm. but these were no ordinary sticks these were fortune sticks it's time to read your fortune (laughs) stick stick assistant dawn yes will you please identify our first stick person our first stick person is joey hi joey hello hey Joey, welcome to the show. Uh, would you like Alexis and her sticks to point in the direction of your personal life 
or your professional life? No, I've never had it written professionally. <laughs> oh, so you would like professional. Oh, yeah. Okay. Here's what's going to happen, Joey. Right there, that noise you hear is Alexis shaking her box. Whatever stick <laughs> pops, whatever stick pops out of the box, that's your stick, and it comes complete with a lucky number for today. Stick, stick Weaver, <laughs> take it away. Take your stick box, yeah. Take it, take it away. Whoa, that one just popped right out. It's a good sign. Woo, <laughs> Joey, your number is thirty-nine. Oh. 30. 39. Professional. Here we go. Here's what the ancient text says. This message is sent from a distant horizon. Its meaning is obscure and worthless. Worthless. (laughs) (laughs) A stone cannot be turned into a mirror, so be wise and don't waste your time, but save your labor. Wow. Interesting. Are you thinking about a job, Switcherooski, or... Are you unhappy in your job? You know, I'm looking for one. Okay. Hmm. Oh. That's a oh, horse of a different color. just for today, okay? Yes. This is a parable about the impossibility of turning a stone into a mirror. You should not be so foolish as to attempt anything beyond your ability. You must oh. be content <laughs> and... You- Basically, Joey, don't reach high. Just yeah. uh, reach, you know... Aim yeah, aim low, I guess. Kind of hard when you're over yeah. six feet. Over oh, six feet. Oh, that's very <laughs> that true. It's kind of hard. You're right. Mike and Joey. That's good. <laughs> yeah. oh. Any, oh. Anything else? Anything else in the ancient text about livestock or anything? Uh, well, Lex? it says to be uh, that you'll have a thousand plans, but be patient and content, and should always use the golden rule. Now, when it comes to your silkworm industry, it's profitable, but not your cattle raising. Okay. Ba- bottom line, Joey, don't go into cattle ranching. No. Darn it. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, wow. Man. I know. <laughs> oh, it's a rough road out there, Joey. Good luck, and uh, with patience, you will find the perfect job for you. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, Joey. Bye. Thank you. Another, sat- you another satisfied customer right there, Joey. Cool. Okay, Don McLean. Okay. Our who next, is the stick, next person stick person is Julie. Hi. Hey. Hi, Julie. Uh, How are you? Good. Julie, would you like Alexis's sticks to point in the direction of your personal or professional life? I would like it to be pointed in my per- personal life because I've been married 25 years today. Oh, oh happy anniversary. Oh, Thank the you. risk of having a stick reading on this day. Oh, I don't yeah, know. I don't know. Okay. Oh, here well, we go. Let's hope the one pops out. Let's shake your box. Okay. Shake, here we shake go. that stick box. Yeah. Okay. Whoa. What the hell? Did where you, are you? Julie, <laughs> where are you at a conference? Pardon me? Where are where you? Where are you? I'm at work. Okay. Okay. It's very, very loud back there. Tell yeah, those people to be quiet. It's yes. a daycare. Oh, a daycare. Oh, I, I, all the kids. Oh, those cute. people. Okay. <laughs> those yeah. people. Julie, your stick is 21. Okay. And you're going to love this. Here's what the ancient text says. It says, blessed is the union of the man and woman who marries in accordance with yin and yang. So the dragon and the serpent join together. United they are in a dream so sweet. <gasps> This is great. Yeah, I like that one. Oh, oh, <laughs> Julie, there's a child screaming. There's a child screaming. He's mad at me right now. Oh, no. Okay. So I got to go. Sorry. Okay, bye. Yeah, bye, bye, Julie. That's oh. a good one. It's going to be a good day celebrating your union. <laughs> Prob- I love you, Julie. Probably was 
wasn't the even... best idea to call the dick. Oh my camera. gosh, that was hilarious. <laughs> oh, he's oh, mad at was, me. Oh, yep, gotta go. Great, Julie. <laughs> the baby's like, could you pay attention to me? <laughs> yeah. I'm here. And not those loons on the radio. Oh, oh my god! You guys, though, this is a really good stick because it describes the harmony of the sun and the moon. It symbolizes the great good fortune. There'll be abundance of riches and even better harvest is yet to come. Wow. Oh. Wow. See, Julie? Oh, that is sweet. Uh, now, this week we saw Boss's Day. Yes, Boss's we did. Boss's Day. So let's... Shake the box and do our fortune, your fortune for B. Arthur, our boss. B. What Arthur. what is her fortune for today? Let's see what stick pops out. <gasps> oh that was a violent one. Oh, Seventy. She, Seventy. <laughs> That's, That's her, her age. That's her age. <laughs> All right, let's see here. Here's what the ancient text says. The busy bees fly from flower to flower. <laughs> Each day their energy After smoke break. <laughs> Each day their energy is consumed in frantic action. Getting away from the smoke. <laughs> when spring is gone and the flowers begin to fade, you'll have nowhere to go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Does the oh, winter's di- coming. <laughs> oh man, it says stay where you are. The colors of spring are fading. The rain is falling in turrets. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh. Human effort oh. is of no avail. <laughs> <laughs> it says better better to withdraw and lead a quiet life. <laughs> oh, please do that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Please withdraw from your office and lead a quiet life. Oh, my gosh, you guys. It gets he, oh, worse. It, says, it gets worse. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. It says, just as the busy bee must stick to the task of seeking food from flower to flower, <laughs> you must work hard each day to earn your living. Your, <laughs> your family will be linked with gossip and scandal. No. And there are wicked people plotting against you. Oh. Me. Oh. <laughs> oh. It says that changes and uncertainty prevail in business dealings. Oh my god. Oh. I mean <laughs> Could oh. we have picked a worst card no. for her? Oh my gosh, and it also says that you have no chance of winning in legal in a legal case. <laughs> <laughs> this is the worst. Oh my gosh. Oh, for the sick treatment will provide to be will prove will prove to be ineffective. Oh my god. Oh my god. This what is, is a bad Does it also say she's going to die alone? I mean seriously, oh how bad can this get? Oh my gosh, and her farming, her green, her silk and her her lifestyle uh, or a livestock will suffer damage. Oh my god. Whoa, she just used to stay home today. Girl, her cows are going to oh, die. Oh dang. dang. Ooh, B. I'm sorry. That's oh. what the stick said. It wasn't oh, me. B. Oh. B, your cows are sick, girl. Oofty. Oh. Oof, tomato. Oh, I Ooh, just. I'm going to put these away. Oh, put them away. <laughs> that is a bad reading. B, I would just stay home if you're listening. Yeah. Oh, oh, Lex. Ooh. That was very rough. <laughs> it just that cracks was... me up. <laughs> that was a rough reading. We really do pick that. I mean, that's the stick that came out. I know. That's her reading. Yeah. Oh, boy. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's been an uplifting edition of Read Your Sticks. 
Uh, we, we do it every Tuesday. Uh, B, oh. we're sorry. Uh, we don't. Uh, B, she just picks the stick that pops out. That's yeah. all. Yeah, it violently removed itself from the container. So, I mean, that's had to be it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> it's 843. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after these words. Welcome back, everybody. Jason and Alexis in the morning on My Talk 1071. Everything entertainment, everything the Connors. Tonight, big day in entertainment. The premiere of the the premiere of the Connors, Roseanne without Roseanne. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be watching. We'll be I'll be watching. Curious to see what how everything goes down. Yeah. Okay. How uncomfortable it's gonna be? Is it gonna be sad? Is it gonna be funny? Something. Gonna be a big missing element there. I I just I wonder ratings wise. I'm I, I'm gonna hold this prediction then. It's gonna get a, a really big rating today for curiosity. Oh sake. yeah, probably first three episodes. Yeah, but then week after week we're gonna see a decline because as I stated earlier, there is a big chunk. Of Roseanne's fan base. And when I say Roseanne, I mean the sitcom and I'm also talking about the the comedian. Yeah. There's a big chunk of her fan base that are conservative Americans that right or wrong, I think ABC's decision to fire Roseanne wasn't the right decision. And then you split that group of folks, the conservative folks. 50, I would even say, according to recent studies, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, let's say 60% of those folks hate political correctness. Mm -hmm. And they think that this is another example of political correctness run amok. So all of those people, I think, are going to maybe tune in to see what happens. And then they're going to, they're going to abandon the show because they're Mm -hmm. mad. They, they, they are going to back Roseanne. They do back Roseanne, and they're gonna they're gonna thumb their nose at, at the network that they think did her wrong. So they may be coming, they may come to the table today, but I think there's going to be a chunk of the audience that will leave and will not come back to the show, no matter what the quality is. Mm-hmm. Which I think is unfair. You know, understandably, I think that's a little that I think that's unfortunate for the cast and the writers because mm-hmm. what if it is a good show? Uh, Brian, I mean, Brian Lambert. I'm mean, sorry, not Brian Lambert. Neil, Neil Justin, Justin in the Star Tribune gave it a glowing review. Yeah, three and a half out of four stars. And I've read a couple other glowing reviews. So I, despite how the show ends up, and we, we don't know, maybe it won't be a good show. Maybe it will, maybe it will fall under the weight of the absence of Roseanne. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like a souffle that just collapses upon itself. Yeah, uh, but maybe not. But despite the quality, I don't think people are not. There's going to be a, a large section of the audience that were present last year for the for the return that will not come. Oh, back. they won't show up at all. No, 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 no. Yeah. Uh, tonight, I'm seeing a Halloween for Ooh. a screening of uh, screening of Halloween. Hey, Lex, you want to come with me? So good. I can't. I'm busy. Mm. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I can't tonight. I'm trying again. Dawn, I've been trying several times yeah. today. I just, uh, yeah. Dawn, you yeah. should go. I, I'm actually thinking about it. Yeah. You should go. I really am. Um, It's just, you know, I've been trying to get to bed earlier. That what sounds so old lady as just saying. Is it seven? Yeah. Okay. And it's far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
Oh. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I also want to watch the Connors and that new rookie yeah, show I with know. Nathan Fillion. Oh, yeah, the old rookie. Mm-hmm. Scott, we have very creative listeners. I'm just scanning this real quick. Yeah. Scott wrote an email. Uh, he is. We need to get him on the show to like help us with bits. He wrote the subject of the email was funny second chance friendship comment. And he jokingly said, I found a transcript for next week's second chance friendship. And it's joking that it's me and Alexis. It's Alexis and me. (laughs) (laughs) Because Alexis, I've been joking. I've been joking all morning that I, well, it started as a joke because earlier in the broadcast, I said, and this is literally how it happened. I go, hey, Lex, you want to go to Rose? No. See, literally, I didn't I even get. Yesterday. I didn't even get the question out, audience. I said, I "Hey, it. Lex, you want to hang out with me no. and Rose?" No, no, I went yesterday. No, I went yesterday. <laughs> That's right. It, it was just so matter of fact how she said it too. Right now, it was just yeah, like, was "No, really I'm really good." <laughs> no, nope. no, no, I'm no. good. Thanks. <laughs> anyway, what's the next topic? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what are we talking about Moving now? Right along. What are we, Jason? How am I hang out with you? <laughs> do we have uh, speaking of hanging out? We'll do we do that have Steve? Or, time today's yeah, a bad sure. day. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Donna's here Steve or, and Steve. Oh, oh both of them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, then, yeah, I, got, I, got, I always have to know what to, what sound effect to play. Yeah. So there we go. Donna, Donna and Steve yeah. are here from from uh, the aptly titled Donna and Steve. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm Donna Valentine. <laughs> And Hello, he's Donna. TV Steve Patterson. Here's what I like about TV. the... Um, I, he wait, makes wait, me it? call him that. It's contractual. What? It's fine. Um, I, I, what I, I like about happen. the sad horn is yeah. that it it uh, basically overtakes whatever Donna... Donna had a nice intro, but the sound of the sad horn that I come with is so overpowering that even if you're here, you still yeah. don't get your normal walk-in. <laughs> well, no. Well, Donna has a different walk-in. Yeah. When it's just Donna... I have to come uh, in alone. We, we do this one. Yeah. I also like the song. I really yeah. miss my song. She has a full oh, song. Yeah. Yeah. She has a full song too. Yeah. yeah. Funny Valentine, but it's just so long and yeah. Steve yeah. ruins everything. Hey, Donna. Sorry, did I say that out loud? You said it out loud. The mic's on, Donna. Donna, the mic's on. Oops. My bad. Well, Donna Valentine, let's let you, t- t- 30 seconds, uh, hit us with your best shot, Pat Benatar. What um, do you have coming up on the show today? 10.30, we, or excuse me, 11.30, we're taking your confessions today. We want to know what is your worst gift the worst gift you ever received. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to kick off the show with a revelation I had this morning of who Steve Patterson looks like. Okay. And we'll be taking calls on who you think Steve Patterson <laughs> looks like. Okay. Oh, it's wow. never an actual human. It's always some weird animated character. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Every time. Hey, Donna, you want to hang out with me today? Yeah. Oh, oh thank you. Where see, are we going? You know, how, see how quickly, Don, how quickly <laughs> yeah. Donna said yes? She said yes. Oh, Yay, oh finally. guys, have fun. Finally, someone wants to hang out with me. Are we going to the bar? We can go wherever you want. <laughs> okay. Dale Center, yeah. yeah. Uh, Don and Steve coming up next. You guys go out there and be yourself because nobody can tell you you're doing it wrong. Right, Lex? That's right. You be you even if you need to say no. <laughs> we love you. Whatever. Back tomorrow. As prices keep creeping up, your entertainment budget doesn't have to take a hit. Live One Plus has all the music you love, ad-free for only $3.99 per month. Dive into Live One's massive library of songs, listen to curated playlists, or create your own. Check out exclusive artist-hosted stations and do it all for the best price in streaming. 
Lock in a Live One Plus membership for just $3.99 per month now, and you'll not only beat inflation, you'll get all your favorite music ad-free. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus, and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.